two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now, here are your boys, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. All right, the Clemson Tigers are your college football national champions. Brad, let it out. As much as this pains me to say it, I have been documented saying that Clemson is the better team before the game. As a fan, I would not root against Alabama in the national championship. It hurts, but you know what? You can't win every year. We won last year. We were not the better team. Our defense was depleted. Young defense versus a stout defense. We couldn't get pressure. They did everything right. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not upset. Everyone who's, who's throwing shots at me, I'm not mad. We just won a national championship. I got to see my team play. That's all I have. Now answer uh, all the haters and answer everyone overreacting, saying that the Saban dynasty is over, because we know that's not true. But from a Bama fan's perspective, what do you what do you think when you hear things like that? How are you going to say a dynasty's over when we're going to have the number one recruiting class again? And on top of that, we're returning our entire receiving corps, with the exception of Irv Smith, who hasn't declared yet. We're returning our quarterback. Potentially can return Josh Jacobs. Najee Harris is coming back. We're getting the number one running back in the nation coming. How? We're returning Raekwon Davis, which was a big, big asset. Uh, Trayvon Diggs comes back from injury. We get both our corners back. How? How do you say that? We lost two years ago. And guess what happened? They said the dynasty's over. Saban can be beaten. And we sure enough, we shored up and we won the national championship against Georgia. It's going to be really another really exciting offseason. It was just a really great college football season. I mean, it was the first full college football season that you and I covered from beginning to yeah. end. Uh, we'll get to do it again coming up here. Really excited about that. You know, my final thoughts from the season overall, and, and I've been saying this over and over again, is that it really came down to three teams. It came down to Bama, Clemson, and Georgia was right there too. Yep. And at the end of the day, even with Georgia's, you know, what was it, 20-point loss to LSU? Yeah. Um, you can't blame them for losing at a top 10 team. No. Um, it wasn't a bad loss. No. And they won every other game that they played, and they uh, accept the SEC title game. Yeah. Um, but, and also just from an overall program perspective, recruiting, they're putting something together that's really special. Kirby Smart is an excellent coach, an excellent recruiter. One thing that I might say is, you know, UCF fans, Georgia not getting in might help the argument for an expanded playoff. Not UCF not getting in, Georgia not getting in. Because they were, I, I in my opinion, they could have been right there with Notre Dame. Sorry, I, I'm just skipping over Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma deserved to be in. Notre Dame might be that team that might not have deserved to be in. And they have every argument for the expanded playoff. I think it's a good point. And also, I agree, uh, when you really, when you think about Notre Dame, it's a shame to think that a 12-0 Notre Dame team, no matter what, will get in every year because yeah. they bring in the revenue. Yes. But you... Again, you don't show up. I mean, they got destroyed by Alabama after their yep. last 12-0 season. And then they come in here, and obviously Clemson was the, was the best team in the country. But to lose like that. It's kind of crazy, too, because you think about it. On paper, like, take away the records just by brand names. Notre Dame had a tough schedule. But when you actually dig down deep and look at the teams they're playing, the schedule they're playing, not associated with the conference— they really didn't have that great of a schedule. 
It kind of sucks. Yeah, well, and next year is similar. Yeah. And the, the Fighting Irish aren't going anywhere. No. Uh, so they'll be back next year. It's going to be a lot of familiar names next year, a lot of familiar faces, but we will get a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, A&M and Clemson's on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of good early season matchups. Notre Dame and Michigan playing in late October uh, next season. You know Shea Patterson's going to be back. Yep. Everything's fine at Michigan. Uh, we, you know, High State did put up 62 on them, but now here or there. If you uh, can't tell, I'm just excited to get into it. Uh, we're we're going to have a ton of college football offseason coverage uh, leading up to the spring games, of course. And um, But right now we got some business to get to. I just want to say one thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Clemson, I don't think they can run the table again. Because you know what happened last time they won a national championship in the following season that happened? They lost to Syracuse at Syracuse. Guess what happens this year? They play at Syracuse. They did not have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm just I'm just messing around. <laughs> but Trevor Lawrence that is that good. Going, uh, Mullen is gone too, yeah. which was a big asset. Yeah, for no, them. I, I I I agree with you there. They it is next man up, and they are gonna have to yep. replace a lot on defense. Ross is a beast, though. Is Renfro gonna actually uh, be done playing, or is he still got another five years? <laughs> I know, right? I feel like we, I feel like I've heard his name for ten years. Well, he had like a brother too, I think, which yeah. kind of helped out. Before we get into uh, the games in the NFL this weekend, let's look back at the Wild Card Weekend, uh, which was a good weekend of football. Good weekend, brutal for betting. Brutal for betting. Uh, if you waited until kickoff to bet the games, all four underdogs yes covered the spread on Crazy. Wild Card Weekend. Uh, but our spreads were a little different. Uh, the Colts and the Texans. Texans were one and a half point favorites. Uh, that was a win for you, Brad, and a loss for me. Good call on the Colts. Colts are scary good. Seahawks-Cowboys. Uh, I went with them boys. It was a great game, uh, so that was a win for me and a loss for you there. Uh, Cowboys, man, looking good in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good win. Chargers-Ravens. Uh, I picked the Chargers there. You had the Ravens at home, so that was a win for me, a loss for you. The Ravens were favored by 2.5. They lose the game 23-17. to Harborough should have done a better job settling his team down. yeah. And a rookie quarterback, too. Yeah, I mean, and you could tell all the amount of fumbles. They just couldn't get anything going. You have to draw up comfort plays. First play of the game, screen pass. Let Lamar Jackson complete a pass for three yards. That's the first nerve shaker. Don't try to run some BS plays, rollouts. No. First play of the game, screen pass. Let him see it to the receiver's hands. And they, they went down early uh, and couldn't recover. Couldn't recover. And then quite possibly uh, the most polarizing game of the weekend, the Eagles and the Bears. Cody Parkey's on a beach somewhere. With his hot wife. Smiling with his, with his smoke show wife. But the Bears did not cover. They lose the game. So that was a loss for both of us. The Eagles come through again. Dude, the Bears need an offense. Mitchell Trubisky has one more year in my book. Till I, can, I don't care about this. I don't have receivers thing. I, I, think, uh, I think Miller, Anthony Miller is good enough. I think uh, Trey Burton's good enough, and I think Allen Robinson's good. This was a minor setback in what is going to be a very successful run for the Chicago Bears. They just, they, that defense can't carry them past teams that are coming in hot. That's just my opinion. All right, without further ado, let's get into the best weekend in football. We are down to the eight best teams in the league. First off, we have the Indianapolis Colts at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are five-point favorites at home. Miles, I am going to go with the hot pick right now. Not the popular pick, the hot pick, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Colts will do a great job covering here. I don't think five points is too many because if the Chiefs wins, they're going to win a late, maybe a, a, a one or two point game. I like what the Colts are bringing in. Andrew Luck is the least, I said this last episode, the least sack quarterback in the league. If you can keep your quarterback clean, what happens? You win games. Marlon Mack in his last two games has rushed for over 100 yards. Great stuff they got going. 
Colts have a very similar formula to what the Eagles had last year yes. in their playoff run, which is keep the quarterback upright. Yep. Good running game. Yep. Good defense. No mistakes. Indy 7-3-1 and against the spread in their last 11. Kansas City in their last eight home games. They are 7-1, and but only 4-4 four and four against the spread. Yep. I'm also going with the Colts plus five. I like it. Now, upon, upon first look, I did like the Chiefs. Yes. But I'm not going to go against the Colts two weeks in a row because of how good they've looked. How I mean, great they've looked. And I mean, even looking at games there's no they denying. Dallas. They shut yeah. Dallas yes. out. They beat the Titans twice. Beat the Texans, held the Texans to seven, which could have been zero. In Kansas City, let's not forget, they rode their offense the entire season. That only works in the regular season, Brad. Yep. You need a defense to win these big-time playoff games. Their defense allows the second-most passing yards per game, and they give up the ninth-most points per game at 26. Also, not to mention they're averaging a league-worst 8.6 penalties per game. Yes, Miles. I, I, I like that you alluded to their, their pass yards allowed per game. 273 pass yards per game, and they actually haven't played that many great quarterbacks. Now they're play Andrew Luck with a great offensive line. I think Andrew Luck throws for a 325. And the only reason that it hasn't come up to bite them is because they've been able to keep up with everybody that they played. Yeah. But this Colts defense is playing as oh good as anybody God. in the league right now. So, not to say they're going to win, yeah. but give me the five points. I'll take the five points. In the playoffs? All next, right. Let's talk about this next game, Miles. We have the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, going to the L.A. Rams. Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams have stunk at covering the spread at home, but I think that has a lot to do with the double-digit spreads. I love this six-and-a-half. I am booking the Rams. I like your uh, analysis of the, of the fact that they've had double-digit spreads. It's, you know, I I think as a handicapper, as a better, it's good to look at things like that. Yeah. And it is a low uh, spread of six and a half. I'm going with the with the Dallas Cowboys. I wrote them all year. I picked them to win the division. They came through for me. Picked them to cover and win last week. They came through for me. I'm going with them plus six and a half here. The Rams, in my opinion, have faded down the stretch. Todd Gurley hasn't rushed for 100-plus yards since December 2nd. Has, didn't play in the last two games. Also cost me a fantasy football championship, but that's neither here nor there. The Rams' last win versus a playoff team, November 19th versus the Chiefs in that Monday night thriller, 54-51. They have not beaten a playoff team since. The Cowboys are coming into this game since the Colts game, since the Colts loss. They've been playing really good football. Also 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven as an underdog. And don't even get me started. On my boy Z, because you know I'm going to ride him all the way to this plus six and a half point spread. Let me just clear the air here. The Cowboys have great trends, but I, in my opinion, your your assessment of the Rams coming in not so hot is kind of unfair. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Go they've on. covered in what their last three games. Okay, that, but, but but I wasn't talking about against the spread. I was I was just talking about oh, the way they look. Their la- in their last two games were against two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. But I'm so, about- so I was alluding to the fact that they haven't really even played competition in the You're last right. month. You're right, but this is different than last year when the Rams pr- practically sat everyone. The only player they really sat was Todd Gurley. And I'm really liking how the Rams are starting to figure out the connection between Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff. Jared Goff needs to have one of those big performances. He needs it. That Dallas defense will eat him alive if he starts second-guessing himself. Get the ball out quick. Get the ball to Todd Gurley. Make big plays on defense. Goff is the X factor because the boys will contain Gurley. They held Chris Carson to 20 yards on 13 carries last week. And here's here's another trend that I like because I've I, I, I've you and I both said this about the Cowboys over the past couple of years. They have to force the opponent to play their style to bring him down. 
The total has gone under in 10 of the Cowboys' last 12 games on the road, which tells me that they come on the road and they force the other team to play their style. If the Rams get them in a shootout, it's over. What was the last game? The last game the Rams didn't cover was what, that the Bears game? Yeah. I, I, I told you this. I told you that that Bears game was the best thing to ever happen to this Rams team. Why? Because they faced a stout defense and realized sometimes you can outcoach yourself. They outcoach themselves in that Bears game. Keep it simple, short passes, make explosive plays on defense, you'll win the game. And they did I I I don't doubt it. They they learned a lot in that game for sure. And I think that we've really gave a really good argument for both sides of the the coin here. Do you, do you think the Cowboys are gonna win the game or you think they're gonna cover? No, no, no. no. I'm just going with them to cover. Okay, fair. I think I think Rams pull it out. I think the Cowboys can win this game. hundred percent they can win this game. The way that they played last week? Yes. The way that Prescott played in the last week of the season against the Giants, yes. I think that they can win this game. But I'm comfortable with the six and a half. I think Dak turns the ball over two times minimum. If that happens, then the Cowboys don't win. This D-line is playing ferocious right now. Can't wait to watch that one. Going to be stoked. What do we got next? Next we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the New England Patriots. The Patriots are laying four points. Both teams coming in with positive against the spread records. I'm just going to clear the air and put the uh, against the spread records out there. Chargers are 10-7 and seven against the spread. Pats are 9-7 and seven against the spread. Love it. Miles, who are you picking? Okay, so... I picked the Chargers to win the AFC before the year. My Super Bowl pick didn't even make the playoffs, and they're a catastrophe in the Packers. <laughs> so I'm riding my AFC pick. I'm going with the Chargers plus four. And, and, and it pains me, Brad. Listen, I, I don't, I, I'm just going to go on a, uh, on a limb here and say that you're going to pick the Pats. I don't know. Maybe you'll surprise me. But you and I always pick the Pats at home because every trend in the world will tell you to pick the Pats in this football game. But I have to stick with my original pick to win the AFC. Fair. Miles, I am not going against these two trends, and they're not even gambling trends. These are real-life trends. Tom Brady is 7-0 against Phillip Rivers. Another trend that I really like. The last time the Patriots have lost a home playoff game was in 2012 to the Baltimore Ravens. That's a good stat. Those, yeah. That is I, enough for me to say, was it four, four and a half? That is fair. I will take that. If they win by three and I get screwed, screw it. They got lucky. But I think the Patriots have the ability to win this by double digits. I think overall, I think the Chargers have just been the the, the more even, consistent, ba- more balanced team. You take away that, uh, what was it, 22-10 to 10 loss to Baltimore, uh, where they really didn't look good, and they have just seen, seemed to me like a more balanced team this season. They're 5-1 and one against the spread in six road playoff games with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback. New England's defense, their secondary is the weakness because they do have a great rushing defense. But their secondary allowed 29 passing touchdowns this season, so I think Rivers can get it done through the air. And the Chargers have been great on the road this year. 8-1 and one against the spread in nine road games. I just want to tell you this, Miles. The Patriots in their secondary have two, pro bo- um, two all-pro players. You know, they, this is a battle of really even teams. The Patriots best them in both points. Points per game allowed and points per game scored, but it's such a close margin that doesn't even matter. I think it's by point, .04 in defense and like by 1.3 something on offense. Give me the home team. Give me Tom Brady. The last game the Patriots played, I think that they're figuring this defense out. Early in the season without Patricia, they, they took their lumps, but give me playoff Brady Belichick all day. The Patriots in Gillette Stadium is never a bad bet. You are never putting bad money on the Pats. When they're at home in Gillette Stadium, especially in the playoffs. But I'm going with the Chargers. 
Well, let's see. May the better man win. What do we got next? Let's end it. We have the Philadelphia Eagles at New Orleans Saints. The Saints are seven and a half point favorites. Who you got? I'm gonna okay, so I'm gonna be 100% transparent for all the betters out there. My original pick was the Philadelphia Eagles at minus seven and a half. And then when I saw that the line had moved from nine to seven and a half, and I saw that the public is all over the Eagles, I'm baiting the public. I like it. And I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> all right. So th- this was actually, uh, out of the four games, the one where I just followed my instincts, followed my gut, that the Saints are going to come out and win this game by at least two touchdowns. I also had the Saints covering in this game. Saints have never lost a playoff game at home, have they? Under Drew Brees? Under uh, Peyton. Under Peyton. Under Peyton. God. Yeah. And the Eagles are 1-5 against the spread in their last five versus the Saints. But... And that's that's the only thing I got because everything else in me just believes I'm I'm pre- I'm pretty I, I, because uh, at first you think playoffs right yeah Eagles are playing so well yeah you know and that's why all the money went towards the Eagles yeah right but originally there was a reason why Vegas had the line set so high yeah because the Eagles are outmatched in this outmatched. game outmatched the Eagles were outmatched last game but the freaking uh, Bears could not score and enough points the weather was yes. with them in that last game that was their style of football it was going to be that game. The Eagles had the advantage. Now we're indoor. They will not have the advantage. We're gonna be throwing this pigskin all around. Foles is gonna have to come in and win it in the dome. So it's just it's just a different environment. Listen, you know, can the Eagles really do it again? No, I I don't think they can. To think that we see them on another magic, they're not doing it two years in a row. It it ends this weekend, and I think it ends in a blowout. I I think so too. And and kudos, hats off, whatever you want to do, Ariba Durce. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys squeaked into the playoffs, won your first round. Now go home, losers, because the Saints are going to run rampant over them. The Saints had a chance to rest Alvin Kamara. He was a little dinged up, which was huge. Yeah. My God, give me the Saints. Well, it's uh, crazy to think that uh, this time next week we'll be talking about the conference championship. Crazy to think that college football season's over. I think I cried a little bit. And I wasn't crying because of the Bama game. I cried the next day when I was over the Bama game. But not to worry. There will be plenty to talk about. The week before the Super Bowl, we are going to do our too early, too early top, 10 top 10 deep dive. And we're going to make it a tradition. Yes. I'm so excited for that. We have so many big things on the horizons. We are going to be doing sports content for the Orlando Apollos. So if you guys like football, check them out. They got the old ball coach as their head coach. We are going to be doing a live show for our 100th episode. That is in about 30 weeks, guys. So clear your calendars. We will have more information on that in 30 weeks live show here in Orlando. Better see you. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. Good luck. Win some money.